1039 WDKX, thank you for making us a part of your day. Thank you for those listening online at WDKX.com. Leticia Estacio joins us now. Talk a little bit about what's been going on in and around Rochester. Hello, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. A um, couple different things to get into uh, to start off this morning. Uh, you know, this this is a fresh story, so it's kind of new. And I guess we'll get more details because you're going to get comments from people who are currently on the Rochester City School Board. You're going to get people who maybe have uh, been uh, a part of this email going around for a proposed change for the Rochester City School Board. And that change would be no more Rochester City School Board as the members are now mm-hmm. put in an interim one. For about, I think they said five years. Appointed one, yep. yep. Where they appoint who they feel will do the best. And then go back to an elected board after that. So I'm just giving the the, the, the quick synopsis on it, but that's basically the drastic change. Your thoughts on that? Wait, so the interim board is five years long? That's what I heard it was in the email. Yeah, that's what the report. That's a are. lengthy interim. Yeah, that's about... Uh, that's a, that's a term. That's a term in that's a year. A term. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it's funny because you said then the board is elected. But geez, I wonder who's going to get elected. You think it might be the people who were appointed? Um, because they were the people who've been doing it for five years. I would assume that the purpose is for it to be successful, right? But after five years, do you remember? Like, uh, and now you get a fresh start. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that basically we're saying that we're going to subvert democracy and mm-hmm. appoint a board. That's the and proposal. And then after five years, someone's going to have to run. And I'm saying probably the people that have been appointed are going to be the people who are supported by the machine and are the people who are going to run for that position. So, again, you've kind of thwarted democracy because you put the people you want in office and then all of the people that you see that are running for office, they're going to have gone away, moved on. Five years is a long time. And then those people that were selected and appointed are going to run for office and they're likely going to win. We're going to have backed more of the established now let's be fair this is a proposal it's not like it's gonna happen it's just Mm -hmm. a proposal so we're but it does lead to a very good question you just asked if well if this interim board does well do we keep them or what if they don't do as well as we had hoped do you get to vote them out well if if you're saying after five years you get to vote then you get to get rid of them but there is an advantage what i'm saying is Mm -hmm. there's a distinct advantage to being able to say keep come you know whatever city school board leader, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. as opposed to elect. Yeah. There's an advantage to say, keep this person because I've already done the job and you already know I can do it Mm -hmm. versus give me a chance to do it. Yeah. So I think that, and and also I'm glad that you said it's a proposal because as I previously indicated, it sounds really final. Well, it's a a detailed proposal. It it sounded like this is what we think you should do tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so when I, when I read it and it, it sounded like a secret, but it sounded very, um, but I don't, I don't, you know what's interesting? It, it, the way it was presented, I guess in the media, it sounded like a secret, but you don't email a secret. Right. Like you don't, like, I, I, there's a, I, I, there's so many levels to this. We were talking about this uh, off air about um, what about those that are currently running? What about those that are certainly on the, currently on the board? What about people who are kind of like, well, I'd like to see this person come in and represent our community? You know, it's, it, there's a lot of different moving parts here with, not a lot of time to decide how we're going to go through this. We used to the primaries right around the corner. And it's literally June 25th. I, I think that's what was a little disheartening to me, that it's exciting to see people who aren't typically involved in politics running for office, people who are not um, jaded and who are inspired and want to make a change. And yeah. then it's like they feel less hopeful if you just eliminate them, I think. Yeah. 
Well, in this proposal also, it would give the state more oversight when it comes to the fiscal and operational tasks within the district. That's huge. Uh-oh. And it would also um, give the state education commissioner, it would, they would, she would actually have to appoint a superintendent who reports to her directly. So this would mean somebody else would be operating the money. Somebody else is operating the money. I'm not saying that I think it's a bad plan yeah. or that I've even like researched the plan at all. I'm saying it's got to feel like really crappy timing for people who are thinking this is a position they're running for and finding out it may not even exist. Yeah. So the with this from what I, I mean, I, I might be wrong on this, but that would mean that the state commissioner, the education commissioner would appoint the superintendent so the current one that they have i guess that's, the board decided on may not be the one that actually becomes a superintendent that's what i got from reading it too yeah. i was like this is really strange we just had this entire search and it sounds like she could potentially veto the superintendent right. selection in totality so it just i don't, it was a very <sighs> odd article to me and i just mm. saw a lot of people up in arms because they felt like it was i think they felt like it didn't seem like a proposal it seemed more like a mandate hmm. um and and people want to be involved in the discussion because it, it affects them it's their children and hmm. it, i said this yesterday even if your kids don't go to city schools if you live in the city the city schools affect you oh, absolutely. you live around absolutely. kids that go you to work city schools. you go you to yeah. exactly yeah. you're constantly affected by you know the fact that they're not receiving the education that they should it's something that affects you on a regular and consistent basis so people want to be part of of the process and some people just want to talk but some people actually want to be involved and they want to know what's going on mm -hmm. um i do want to uh, bring up the fact that uh, there is uh, a lot of discussion with schools for the last i would say couple of weeks we've been talking a bit about it some of the issues that have been going on uh some of them racial in pittsford uh and discussing that i didn't realize i was talking to somebody yesterday they were explaining to me how many different lawsuits schools are going to in different districts over issues of either safety. Somebody was explaining to me the other day the whole process of uh, the DASA reports and how important they are to protecting people who are students or, or children going to school. And they have to protect young people at the school. And some schools are being now sued for it. Some school districts are being sued. Well, when you're seeing all of these things come up, up in the news right kids committing suicide on mm -hmm. a regular and consistent basis because mm -hmm. they're saying that they're bullied at school or bullied on social media from classmates and also kids being school shooters and saying it's because they're bullied and you keep seeing bullying being what is the constant you know catalyst or yeah. what's constantly being blamed mm -hmm. um there's gonna be some pushback to say well what responsibility does the school have when these relationships are being formed in the schools and these kids are being in the care of the school for you know eight hours a day mm -hmm. what role do they have to ensure their safety mm -hmm. and and i think that we live in a litigious society and this is a newer area of the law on the cyberbullying and all the social media internet stuff that we had previously said didn't exist um i told you before i've gotten a lot of calls and i don't practice in that area but mm -hmm. i've gotten a lot of calls from people saying um one i think i've said before i think that the president has kind of set a climate mm -hmm. we just see a lot less tolerance and a lot more um racial hatred unfortunately and that has come out in schools as well and that is being kind of prosecuted or, or being sought people are seeking remedies under the guise of this is bullying as well mm. um and and i do i mean even you said pittsford yeah just i think two days ago i was tagged in a post about brighton yep um and and somebody was saying again and i just posted i 
I think everybody knows my son goes to school in Brighton. Mm. Um, I have experience with the district. I posted the attorney that um, filed the suit in Pittsford mm. who said, if you think you've exhausted your remedies, because again, we had previously spoken about notice. Yeah. Well, like you said, we've been talking about this every week. Yeah. You know, if there's if I know and you know, and you know, if I know about a problem at Pittsford mm. and I don't know anybody that goes to Pittsford, safe to say Pittsford probably knows about a problem at Pittsford too. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So there's sufficient notice. And I think that if people don't get the remedies they want. They're going to look for addition. I mean, it's your kids. And the, the other, and the, so I saw the, the same thing in the Brighton story. And the concern here is the safety of the child. And uh, I don't know too many lawyers that take on these cases where they will sue a, a, a school district. Um, I, I don't know if there's any class actions that go into that, but I do know I'm starting to get a lot of people telling me I've got one in this district. I've got one over here. Well, and I've that's got how one it happens. There. So you don't have lawyers, right? That specialize yeah. in that area yeah. and then all of a sudden you have cases yeah and so you have a general practitioner who's maybe got a lighter caseload and they say well i'll take that case mm -hmm. and then they start taking those cases because there's a market for it and i think maybe there wasn't previously and it's sounding like there may be a ripe market and right when now. you when you sue is there money that can be gained from that well you're suing the district so like you just said they're talking about who's going to control the purse strings of the rcsd those are some big purse strings the district all of the districts get money. Right. And so if there's a kid that feels unsafe or the school says that they can't protect them or the parents feel as if the, the school is unsafe, they can, if incidents do happen on school grounds, not just in social media, but on school grounds or around that area, they could get sued. You can, yeah, and you can sue for all types of things like a tutor because if my kid's not safe at school and I keep them at home, that's your fault. They're entitled to an education. I pay taxes. My kids go to this district. You can sue and say my kid has to go to a private school. Now they can't go to that school it's not a safe place for them you can i mean if there's damages and you can actually prove that you've gotten these damages because the school is breaching a duty to your child you can sue for pain and suffering you can sue for all of the things that you'd normally be able to sue for mm -hmm. and unfortunately i think that sometimes people want change but they get frustrated and they say well all you care about is money mm. at the end of the day it's all about money so mm. if i want to change this is how i pursue it you know i go after the the pockets yeah, yeah. and you make changes now now you have my attention right. <laughs> you're not ignoring my emails or phone calls or, right. or or meetings in the school i mean the school does have a duty to its students hmm. it's not unreasonable to think that your children have to be safe at school yeah or it's, you know to not be harassed and to not be racially targeted that's yeah. that's not an unreasonable expectation i don't know what uh not specifically just uh pittsford or brighton or rondecourt to greece or henrietta or hilton or whatever i don't know what they plan on doing during the summer but a change is needed no i they need to do some serious it's like we always say like they need to do some hiring probably and they need to have a lot of conversations and these are conversations that nobody likes to have they're mm -hmm. uncomfortable conversations mm -hmm. um and and they they need to be had and and it's the only good thing I see here is that they're being forced to be had because no. you cannot resolve things until you discuss them, figure out what went wrong, and then you know start to move forward. So, Leticia Stasio joins us now, 103.9 WDKX. Thank you for those that are listening online at WDKX.com. What's great about our discussions uh, that we have is we, we talk about multiple directions, right? So like yeah. we go in different topics, different things that go on. What's going on with you specifically? Like what do you run into at your, at your practice? Um, I'm getting a lot of calls from districts. There were new districts that um, 
began the urban suburban program recently mm-hmm. and some of them had a lot of kickback they had meetings and they had lots of of stuff and that there's a district or a couple districts in particular that i've gotten a lot of calls about wow a lot of calls primarily racial stuff um but under under the guise of bullying which mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. um and i've said to people it's not something i'm handling it's not something i'm handling i had considered starting to um uh, but my my practice has always been primarily criminal and my criminal practice is busy. And so I just don't have time to learn another area of the law. So that's why I say to people when they're like, well, who normally does those cases? Maybe nobody, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go to that person because there wasn't previously a niche for people to do these cases. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, that means we need more lawyers. (laughs) No, there's, there's a plethora of lawyers. Um, Actually, I mean, I I would never discourage anyone, but you just, people take cases where, they're needed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You specialize yeah. in or you practice primarily in where, so like I've always done criminal and people are always going to get arrested. Unfortunately, I always have a market. You know, it's, I was talking to somebody yesterday. She's uh, going into law and uh, we were having a discussion and wants to do specific types of law. But uh, I think, I think, you know, when it comes to education, I think we have to actually implement that. We have to put it in classrooms like the Just Law program where we, where we teach each other right. how this system works because sometimes you've even said this we don't learn the system until it smacks us in the face and to be honest with you it's too late by that time exactly we don't know how it works we don't know what the steps are so i think more law classes i i would start literally at maybe fifth grade third fourth fifth grade somewhere in there where they get to learn the basics of law and if this is something we can make sure people understand how this process works and hopefully change it well, also with that, with what you do, because we get tons of phone calls for people who are looking for a criminal attorney. So we need your information. <laughs> so if if someone gets arrested or basically what, what types of criminal law do you cover with your practice? So I cover literally everything. Um, I was a criminal defense attorney previously. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was a prosecutor. I've handled everything from violations to a felonies. I um just got retained since I've been back in um, private practice on my first murder. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting because it's been like oh, six months. And so mm-hmm. I've got my first murder the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also that same week got retained on a traffic ticket. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, so it doesn't. Do traffic and. Yeah, okay. everything in between. Um, it's it's funny because I was in the jail the other day and a guy called me over and he said to me, what, what kind of cases do you take? I said, take all cases. What are you charged with? And he said, can you go look at my rap sheet? Um, or I don't I don't want to say it out loud, right? So mm-hmm. I go over to the deputy and I'm like, oh, what nasty, crazy child sex. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you think of the worst. Yeah, right? you think like, of the this worst. It's going to involve animals and like all types of craziness. And I get over and it says homicide. And I'm like, oh, nobody cares about that. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's like, he's like yeah. oh, you don't care. I'm like, no, I don't care. I thought you were going to be a child rapist. He's like, yeah. ew, no. It oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. Even you're being judged and they're judging you. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. But what, um, okay, so how, if I need your services, how do I get in contact with you? The easiest way to get in contact with me is by my phone. Um, mm-hmm. It's my cell phone. It's 585-496-4624. People are always like, I can't find your number. It's because my number when I was in private practice before is still very out. It's still very active. Mm-hmm. Now, like it's not my number anymore. I tried mm-hmm. so hard to get it back, but um, but it's still everywhere. It still mm-hmm. pops up on Google when you Google right. me. Mm-hmm. So my new number is 496-4624. I do 
have my phone on 24 mm-hmm. hours a day. I do not answer my phone 24 hours a day because I do not want to talk to you at four o'clock in the morning about right. your appeal. Mm. But I keep it on 24 hours a day because if my clients are getting arrested, yeah. I will get up right. and I will come to where they are. And, and I've prevented arrest by doing that before. I actually, um, oddly enough, I just... I. My cousin, who's deceased, is I talk about him a lot. He got in trouble sometimes, and he was a pro at calling me while he was handcuffed, mm. hands behind his back on his cell phone. He would call me. Oh wow! I don't. I'm, not, I'm like, you are holy. He would call me, and I would pull up, and I'd be like, oh, "What's happening?" And he would constantly be unarrested. Mm-hmm. So that's the benefit of having mm-hmm. an attorney that you can call 24 hours a day because sometimes the police exceed their authority just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like Rochester's Annalise Keating. Oh my God! <laughs> the best compliment in the whole world ever. I try to be. So this is what I was alluding to the other day. I told you guys about the, the shooting over on Dewey mm-hmm. and Electric, and that's mm-hmm. my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving by, right? And I go by the memorial sometimes just to check on everybody. And there's like, I'm not joking, 15 cop cars. Wow. wow. 15 RPD cars. But I know it's not a homicide because there's no tape. And there's no, like, the homicide signs are not there. Mm-hmm. So I drive around, and I pull up, and they're arresting some kids. Like four kids. So I just stop. I get out of my car. I go walk up. I talk to the people. I'm like, is everybody okay? Is everything good here? You know, I was already in my feelings because mm-hmm. the simple trial was going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. And so I just want to be unseen. But they saw me and I knew they saw me. They kind of uh, like made, they they pointed at me out and made yeah. it known that they knew I was there. And I knew right. it. So I wait until they're done. They stop, right? They There was 15 of them. All of a sudden, they start driving off start leaving they leave with the kids i'm like okay great this is not going to be a big production it's right. not going to be an all-day thing good i can go home now too i leave i'm on my street and i get stopped police officer followed me from electric oh comes to my car and he's like i just uh randomly ran your plates i'm like you know he goes do you know why i stopped you i said because you don't like me pulling up and watching you do your job on electric and dewey mm-hmm. and he's like uh, i randomly ran your plates i run everybody's plates i'm like okay he's like well your inspection stickers expired i'm like okay Go ahead, give me a ticket, and we can go about our way. So he leaves. He comes back like 30 minutes later. And my inspection sticker was expired. I've mm-hmm. tried to be very clear about this and transparent. It expired in April. Yeah. I did not know it was expired. He told me I have a new inspection sticker already, but I didn't know. But so he comes back, and he's like, my printer's not working. I can tow your car and search what? it. But I don't really feel like doing that much work. So if you want, I can just follow you home and, and print it there. And I'm like, you can't tow my car. You can't, they, they can't search follow you my home. car. This is a 306B. If your printer's not working, it sucks to suck. You, But but he's, but so listen, in my mind, right? I'm already having a flashback, right? Mm-hmm. It's dramatic. Like, no. I, I'm yeah. like, don't yep. challenge the police. Yep. Don't challenge the police. Yep. Don't challenge the police. And I'm like, you can't. I'm like, wait, what are you saying? He's like, if you just let me follow you home, I'll print you a ticket. I'm like, okay, you're not saying you're going to search my car. You're not saying you're going to tow my car. He's like, no, I can. But I'm like, that's fine. We don't have to have additional conversation. So I shut up. I drive home. I go in my house. He gives me the ticket. He apologizes okay. at the end. I'm sorry I wasted so much of your time. Mm. Uh, but so what I did, right, was I was like, I was livid. I was traumatized. I, was, I went live. During the whole experience, and I talked mm-hmm. about being on electric, and I talked about, like, I'm like, you guys, I tell you this all the time, you know, try to be calm because the police right. can sometimes exceed their authority. And now you see, I'm having to, I'm a ex judge, I'm a lawyer, I know my rights, and I'm having to shut up 
and drive home. Right. And like used it as a learning experience or tried to. I hope I did. I hope right. that was the point. But so yes, when you say that, I'm like, yes, I'm trying to be a freedom fighter out here. But but it goes <laughs> to fight for but it goes to what I was talking about earlier about education. I, I think we have these discussions in families, but it's gotta be brought up in the classroom as well to learn exactly what the process is and mm-hmm. the law. And I'm not saying that you're gonna be a lawyer at, 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 at fifth grade, but I'm just saying it, to understand and, and go through it. Now that doesn't mean you're not gonna run into a a an, an a-hole authority figure you're gonna run they're, they're in every profession no what you're saying is so so cute yeah, i know in it's theory so, in theory well, isn't it it's <laughs> so cute right it makes sense let's teach the kids how to avoid getting arrested well if the purpose of school wasn't to lead the kids to arrest then that might make sense but since there's literally a school to prison pipeline that we've seen that funnels little black and brown kids through city schools and into the prison it doesn't make sense to teach them how to avoid prison because the point of school is to send them there. So, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds good in theory, but. Which brings us back to the RCST, which is why they want to get rid of the board and it's not producing well and graduation rates and, you know, cradle the prison pipeline. It, it It's a constant conversation. We just did a 360 conversation. Yes. On everything in education when it comes to uh, the law and right back to where we are again. But the sad thing is, if you can figure out how to fix it, right? If you can say, you know what, it's probably a good idea. Let's teach the kids some basic law mm. skills mm. while they're in school. Mm. And you can say, let's manage the money differently. And let you know, yep. it's not hard to figure out how to fix the problem if oh. you actually care about fixing the problem. The problem is that problems are profitable. Mm. And that's the reality of the situation. Problems are incredible. Maybe not for you. No, maybe yeah. not for me. No, no, no. Maybe not for society as yeah. a whole. Yeah. But for the small percentage of people that benefit from them, problems are incredibly profitable. And so solutions are not things that we're actually necessarily looking for. On that note, we'll save it for another time. Because right, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. We'll get into that. Uh, Leticia Stasio, where can they find you if they need you? Uh, again, my phone number is 585-496-4624. I am on, look, I'm on Facebook Live right now. I'm always on here talking <laughs> as much as I possibly can about everything. I think you guys want to watch my life all the time. So here I am giving it to you. Uh, we, only, <laughs> we only had a few minutes and I was entertained. <laughs> 1039WDKX.com.